So hello and welcome to Mr. Suitcase number 20. I am milling around the judging stand. Uh, by me are Joey Mishpiel and David Saylor, two local uh, guys uh, who are hoping that they drew into top eight. So here it is. We'll see how it goes. Newman, are you at? Are you so we're waiting around to hear what happens, and uh, that's where we're at. All of the results are in, and we have today's... So you can hear the announcement. Good luck. Good luck. We're going to start from the top. We had three players with 24 points in first place. Joe Bernal. Yeah! As I call you out, if you would report to the future match area... Bill Stark is going to have some questionnaires for you guys to fill out. In second place, Damian White. In third place, Matt Winters. We had three players who had 23 points today. That's a 7-0-2 record. In fourth place, Brian Edgar. Hey, LB. In fifth place, John Pennick. And in sixth place, Jason Struzbo. That's it right here. We had four players who had 22 points. That means two of them made it into our top eight today. Two of them are left on the outside looking in. In seventh place, Joey Misfagal. And in eighth place, David Salem. Yeah. And so Joey and David, who drew in the last round, make it in. Cash prizes today. Craig Wesco and Adam Whitlatch had 22 points. Can I get a round of applause for them? And in 10th down through 16th place, in 11th through 16th, I have Phil Jones, Michael Posgay, Forrest Ryan, Timothy Brunick, Sam Black, and Ryan O'Connor. Congratulations to today's top 8 and top 16 players. We are going to have the final standings posted on all five boards. Please confirm that all of your points are correct. In two minutes, these will be absolutely final. We will begin passing out the 9 through 16 place prizes. Once again, if you are in the top eight, that's Joe Bernal, Damian White, Matt Winters, Brian Edgar, John Pennick, Jason Scusbo, Joey Misfagal, and David Saylor. Please report to the feature match area. So there you have it. There's your top eight. Well, we will see how it goes. You know, the crowd has thinned out quite a bit now. Um, we've got we've got just a ton of uh, a ton of space here now. You know, you still got it. Looks like a few drafts going on. Some people who are trading cards and uh, probably some people who are testing some legacy going on. So uh, it's it's a good day. So I'm here with uh, the St. Louis StarCityGames.com Open Standard Top 8 competitor, David Saylor. So, hey David, what, what deck are you playing, first of all? Uh, it's Jund with all the aggro, but I'm calling it Next Level Jund, if I can coin that. But, you know, it's Jund with, you know, the Venge Vines and the, the Lotus Cobras. Okay. So, uh... What, what did your metagame look like as far as what you faced? Oh, God. All I played was Turbo Land and Naya. I think it was three Nile, four Turbo Land, and a draw. I, I played Joey Misplay for the eighth, you know, the last round draw, the ninth round draw, and he was playing Mono Red. So, but everything was rounds four, five, six, and seven were all uh, Turbo Land. Okay. So, three rounds of Naya in the beginning. So, it sounds like then uh, Turbo Land was definitely floating to the top, and your deck is what, what cards in particular? in your deck are meant to kind of feast on that. The Turbo Land stuff, it's really important to like control what they're doing and like I brought in some duresses from the sideboard. It was really the sideboard stuff. Game one I could just gas, hopefully win the roll and like tur you know, Cobra, Nest Invader, Vengevine and they have a real problem with the game one Vengevine because it's like if you drop that turn three or turn four and they haven't played a Cobra and began their like procession to that fatty, you can really just start doming them and they're like eight, lightning, kill them, kill them, kill them. But uh, 
the late game is the pulses, really, the best, you know, the only thing that really mattered were top-decking pulses or getting them off of blood braids at the right time. So, in the pulses, what are your, what are your, what's your priority list on what you target with pulses? Uh, early, you know, if they run out double Cobra or double uh, of the, any, you know, if they run out anything d- uh, double early, I'll target it, but generally I try to just, you know, wait to top-deck a bolt for the Cobra earlier and save that pulse for, uh, the late game tokens, all those tokens, because uh, early I just try to you know attempt to just keep you know two creatures on the board at all time and just maintain a pressure on them. And I'm playing uh, two blightnings. My deck's probably kind of weird if anybody sees it on the internet. It looked really weird. I have two. I put the blightnings in. They were absolutely out of all the lists I saw. I had two main two on the board, and they and them in that matchup were just ridiculous. And I would put the duresses in. Them and the duresses just crippled them, you know. And if they mulligan, which you know kind of frequently it seemed like it would did, and I don't know if that was just my experience, but the duresses just dominate them, where they'd go to six, play their, uh, the blue land that lets them, you know, peak the top three, and then I'd duress them and put them down to, like, five cards or whatever that is, four cards, and it would just be, like, demoralizing for them. Yeah, it would be four cards. And then if I drew a lightning, it got ridiculous. Okay, so, uh, I understand that you're definitely willing to split in the top eight? Yeah, definitely. I circled the big yes on the sheet, so yeah, hope, hopefully we split, but you never know. If we play, we play. It looks like a really good field. I know that uh, Joey's a local. How, how much of the field is local? Oh, I think uh, Damian White, uh, LB, Joey, me, uh, at least half of us. If I'm forgetting somebody, I really feel bad, but at least half of us. And then Penning, oh, Penning's from Springfield, Missouri, so semi-local, but I mean, you know, St. Louis event, it's going to be, we can't claim too much when we get, you know, anybody within 100 miles, oh, it's local. Uh, Pennick and somebody else, uh, the three other guys I don't think I knew, so yeah, so like four of us plus a guy from Springfield. Okay, well, good luck at the top hey, eight. Thanks a lot, man. Good talking with no you. No problem. So, right now I'm observing the top eight area, and what we've got going is we have judges uh, setting up um, the top eight competitors' decks in position. So, you know, on on one half of the stage, we've got the the GG's live uh, setup, and then there's a competition next to them that you're not going to be able to catch on their video feed, but you know it's there. And then on the next the next table, the the next table is. Uh, is Bill Stark in the middle of two different tables essentially being set up. So he can do text coverage, it looks like, on both of them. So, yeah, there's your, there's what your top eight looks like as far as, you know, how the setup is. And, uh, you know, we're, it's pretty exciting to take a look at what's going on and, and what's going on. So, uh, just a lot of judges milling about, a lot of folks kind of just looking to see what's happening. I know the top eight competitors are talking to see about whether who circled yes to split and who didn't, and to see how it goes from there. So, so now I've uh, grabbed another top eight competitor, uh, Damien. Damien, what's your last name? White. Damien White. So, Damien, what's your plan? Jund. Plan Jund, okay. And uh, what uh, what your metagame look like going into the top eight today? Uh, a lot of Jund, a lot of Mythic. That's about it, really. Like, that's all I saw. Is your deck set up to uh, beat the mirror? Yeah, it has four Rune Blasters main, which is really good game one, and that's really all I have. I have four Fort Bolts main, and I have to board those out for duress, two Duress and two Death Marks, which isn't that great, but it's better than four Fort Bolts. So, where are you from? Uh, Farmington, about an hour south. So about an hour south of St. Louis. Awesome. So it's always great when you don't have to travel very far for a tournament, right? Yeah, I was ready to go sleep round three. I was done. <laughs> um, so uh, what are your thoughts on splitting? Oh, I'm fine with that. Like, I'd rather take the whatever it is than risk you know, going for first. First is only the really good payout besides just splitting. So I'm fine with it. Great. So... Uh, uh, with top eight, that's going to put you on some points for uh, for the StarCityGame.com um, open series. Um, is this something that you're going to travel to some more of them to compete in? Have you already competed in some? Uh, not really. I competed the first one here last year, and that's the only one. Like, I don't really have the time to travel, so that's all I can go to. Uh, if you have to play it out and you get first place, would those points kind of push you into maybe trying to get to some other ones? 
Definitely. If a bunch of my friends are going, I'll go for sure. But I can't go by myself. Uh, I completely understand. Hey, well, best of luck to you in the top eight. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I found yet another top eight competitor. Uh, Brian is a top eight competitor here. Uh, Brian, uh, what's your last name? Edgar. Brian Edgar. So uh, what are you playing, Brian? Uh, Mythic with Spark Mages. Okay, so uh, what was your metagame look like trying to get into the top eight? Tons of jump. Tons of jump. So what do you, what particular in your deck allows you to kind of feast on a Jund metagame? Uh, my opponent's drawing really bad. <laughs> Basically it. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Me just outdrawing my opponents. Okay, so uh, good enough, outdrawing your opponents. So uh, I guess the next question for you is what do you think about splitting? I, I don't really care. I got friends in the top eight and they wanted to split, so I said, yeah. I'd rather not, though, but it doesn't matter. It's still money. Okay, well, I tell you what, best of luck to you. Thank you. Breaking news somebody said no to the split, so they'll be playing it out. Super awkward mer- moment with Larry Wayman, how he met Bill Stark. I mean, I knew I knew some of the guys from St. Louis. We were playing in a match. I was pile shuffling to make sure I had 60 cards. For the first time ever in my life, I flipped a card over while I was shuffling. So we call the judge. The judge is like, that's a warning. Then uh, I win. We go to the second game. I'm pile shuffling again. For the second time ever in my life, I flip over another card. I'm just horrified because here this guy I don't know is going to think I'm cheating. So we call the judge over and they give me a game loss for flipping the card on him. But I still won the match. <laughs> and that, my friend, is the story of where Larry Wayman's life. I uh, remember the cold snap draft. Cold snap draft. GP, GP St. Louis. No, I have it there. Is that day two? Day two. Yeah, I, I had the infinite counter spell deck. I had six rune snags. Played you. Oh, <laughs> my draft. None of my drafts went well that day. Yeah. <laughs> He got me back. That's true. He did get me back. Six rune snags is pretty sweet. <laughs> there you go, Larry Wayman. Six rune snags. Mising. I think here at the StarCityGames.com open standard, you might be able to hear some music. There is a wedding going on next door. Providing some great ambient noise on what's going on. So... Uh, that's kind of in the background of what's going on, and you know it's just a uh, a good time. And uh, I know top eight competitors are kind of waiting. Head judge Jared Silva is giving discussion to to the judges. He's kind of talking about what I guess things to look for and ways to handle the top eight. You know, this is one of those educational and teaching opportunities for judges. So that's uh, something pretty good. So. The temptation of legacy continues to grow. So Top 8 has gotten underway. It is almost 9 o'clock. And uh, and Jared Silva is talking to the Top 8 now. You guys are going to get the shuffle up. Resolve all of your mulligans before we start the clock. The Top 8 will be timed because we have to get out of here at a certain time. It's going to be 60, 90, 120 for... Uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. Obviously, we're hoping that you're not going to take all that time, but we're going to be giving you 10 extra minutes for the uh, for the quarterfinals as opposed to the regular rounds. We're going to be giving you an initial 40 minutes for the semis, and for the finals, we're more than doubling your time. So you shouldn't have any problem finishing up within the allotted time. That said, you still are being held to a reasonable pace of play. So if the judge next to you encourages you to play a little bit quicker, please do. So if it goes to time, is it highest life total or most creatures? If it goes to time, the the tiebreakers are... If there's someone who has won one game and the other has not won a game, that obviously will decide the match. Uh, We will play out the five turns if it does go to time. At the end of those five turns, it is life total. If you are tied on life total, it will go to first life change. Essentially, you add a state-based action that says if one player has more life than another, that player wins. So fetch oh, lands become really, really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not the joke. Oh, I mean, 
So that was Jared Silva uh, starting off the top eight. So. So they are resolving mulligans. So already amusing things going. Each table has its own judge, and uh, <coughs> obviously you heard uh, Jared talking about you know making sure everything is on the up and up. So there you go. So there are two mulligans that are resolving in the top eight. Sixty minutes. You may begin. Good luck. Sixty minutes, and they can start. So I am watching games, but uh, not going to be commentating too much on exactly what's happening because uh, not really looking for the competitors to see what's going on. I suppose I could probably talk from over here. Um, the game I'm watching, I uh, see uh, I see one player who has. Uh, it looks like we've got. Noble Hierarch squaring off against Birds of Paradise, and they've uh, both got Knights of the Reliquary. Um, and that's how it goes. We already got a land in each graveyard. It was just kind of going along. So this really looks like the uh, one player is John Pennock, and uh, very animated his uh, his competition. There's really a wall of people around the top eight. You have folks all around who are watching. You know, Joey Mispiel is uh, playing against uh, one of the competitors we interviewed. So it is going to be uh, his mono red against uh, Jund. So they both, he thinks he has a pretty good matchup against it, and the Jund player thought that he's the worst, his worst matchup. So Panic has a Jason Mind Sculptor in play, and uh, his opponent has um, Cunning Spark Mage. So, and is doing an attack with an Reliquary. It looks like uh, Panic is deciding on his blocks. So, all kinds of interesting stuff going on. So, uh, David Saylor looks like he lost game one. And uh, they are moving on to uh, game two, shuffling up right now. Now, Panic does a lot of talking about the game state and uh, talking to his opponent. As time of the round is going on, the crowd is definitely closing in upon the matches. And guys folks standing right up on the back of some of the people. Really, the competitors who have their back to the wall or back to the other table really have an advantage. The fact that they don't have any crowd watching them. They don't have any crowd next to them, so... 
But John Pennick uh, from Gigi's Live is the one that's still in the first game. Looks like all the other matches have resolved at least one game. So uh, Joey's up a game in the Mono Red versus with Jund, and uh, we'll see how things progress from there. So although Pennick's uh, match against Brian is not quite over yet, it's pretty well done uh, with Brian taking down the first game. He, he has main deck removal, which apparently makes him favored, and uh, so we'll have to see if uh, Pennick's banter ends up uh, having any impact. So first result, it looks like David Saylor lost. <laughs> okay, so so here we are in top eight. We've had one match resolved. We've still got three going on here. It looks like uh, at least one of them is in the game three now. So, and we've been having a conversation. See, I I po- we we have several postulations going on, but Rashad is postulating that wearing a hat makes you a nice guy. Now I've already conceded I'm not a nice guy. Well, and I, I think what I said was nice guys wear hats. Okay, this is slightly different. Nice guys, guys wear hats well. But I wear hats well. I'm not a nice guy. Once again, humble. So, and so Rashad believes that I am. I'm humble. <laughs> Because he wants to say I'm nice, and I'm trying to, to push that off. Now, Rashad also says that he is nice. Now, I maintain Rashad is charismatic. Now, he thinks, of course, you can have both. I think he's confusing nice <laughs> with charismatic. So, But someone here suggested, and your name is, sir? Nick. Nick has suggested that I should do a podcast on how to compliment Rashad. Now, now it's a very interesting fact I've noticed here. Whenever you ask someone, is Rashad nice? The first thing their eyes do is they dart over to Rashad like, what's the right answer? <laughs> and then, are you going to hit me? Now, uh, now <laughs> we've, I've had several people say... That's the right answer, right? You're not going to hit me. So, now I've not witnessed Rashad hit anyone, so I can't say that he's a violent man. All I can say. Too nice to be violent. Right? He, he's say it again. I'm too nice to be violent. Now he does have a great voice. I don't. I don't know if that means that he's a nice guy. We don't want to see Rashad. And I'm also right. wearing a hat. He is wearing a hat, and I must say, it is a very nice looking hat. What do you call it? A flat top. So, flat top. So that is the technical term for the hat, flat top. So, so what is the proper way to compliment Rashad? Just make him feel good. You don't want to see him cry. Uh, I don't want to see him cry. That's code for I don't want to be made to cry by Rashad. <laughs> Uh, I'm a sensitive man. I'm not getting back on Gigi's Live tomorrow. I can just tell you that right now. This is the power the man has, really. <laughs> I'm too nice to deny entry to you. You're on any time. Any time. I'll, I'll, I'll stroke my head judge powers tomorrow. I'll just get you on. Oh, head judging. So then you are from Chicago. Yep. Okay, so... I mean, what are you looking forward to most about head judging a, uh, a legacy open here? Said judging a big legacy event. I love legacy. Okay, so any any special precautions you're taking? The fact that it's legacy, large card pool, and all that kind of stuff. Nope. Just know the cards, right? Just another format. Okay, there you go. That that is a confident judge. That's what you want in your head judge: confidence and competence. So I'm sure he's competent. I've so. already head judged legacy champs twice. There you go. Experience, even better. Date on Rashad is nice. Rashad told me if I played standard, I should have played Jund. Five Jund in the top eight. So there's 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 a, a case for nice. So in Joey's match, Joey wins. Looks like he's going to be playing against Turbo Land. So there we go. And we have Cedric Phillips back in the house. Wait a minute. I'm here at a Magic the Gathering tournament. And what do I see? But I see a top eight competitor eating waffles with syrup. Waffles with syrup, and you, sir. Well, I'm going to wait for him to finish chewing. I've I've rudely interrupted his conversation because the waffles with syrup just caught. No, no, okay. Uh, uh, he's just been called to the judges' table, probably because he's been eating waffles with syrup at a Magic the Gathering tournament. 
I have conceded that Rashad is nice. Yes. It, it may very well be that his charisma has won me over. Or you of course. Just don't want to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was that? Or you just don't want to get hit. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. And that, of course, is his homeboy, Ray. <laughs> so Top 4 has done a split. And uh, decks are being brought over to Mono Red verse. Uh, so top four is now resolving Mulligan. So one match we've got uh, Turbo Land versus Red Deck. And then in the other match, I believe we have uh, Mythic versus Jund. So. Yeah, Mythic with Red definitely should include the Red and the Spark Mages. It, robot. It, robot Jund? What makes something Robot Jund? Drowsy Monument. Ah, uh, Drowsy Monument, okay. So, there you go. By the way, the top eight competitor eating waffles with syrup happens to be uh, Jason, who is our Turboland player. For your finish in the top four, uh, Second place is also going to get 15, and first place will get 20, which includes 5 at the end. What are the prizes? Like, um, is it 20 points gets a buy, 30 points gets a buy? 20 points gets one buy, 30 points gets two buys. And beyond that, there's no buys to be earned, but there are Player of the Year honors. Player of the Year wins a uh, uh, play uh, set of power. So, alright. So Turbo Land opens with Ponder. Island Ponder, he won the roll. No, oh, it looks like uh, Vernon County Combs, not Vernon County, yeah, Misty Rainforest, uh, Island Ponder. And from the Ponder, he shuffles. Joey with Mono Red leads with Arid Mesid, finds a mountain. Trying to make, you're trying to make this match a little more fair. So, uh, life totals are 19 19. So, the match is pretty lighthearted. Competitors exchanging you know, some playful banter. Uh, you know, hey, my fashion gave me a land, you know, fun stuff like that. So, just kind of got all that going on. Turns are passing. There's uh, rampant growth and uh, boosting up his. Uh, Boosting up his uh, two-power goblin, who's already done six points of damage. So uh, that was with the land that uh, comes to play tapped and boosts two. Uh, revealed a Jace the Mind Sculptor, and uh, Jace now comes into play. Waiting to see what ability is used for Jace. So no ability being used yet. And he's using the Brainstorm ability, so Jace remains at 3. Life totals are 19, 13. Another Jace revealed off the top, and uh, he has turned, you know, now Land Excel has turned to 9. I'm out. So there's the draw, includes a Jace for Turbo Land, which with Jace being up there is obviously a dead draw. So, Oracle Moldi is into play and reveals a uh, Misty Rainforest, and then now Ponder is sitting on the top. So, Misty Rainforest was a land drop, and uh, it's also a blocker, so that may be good. So, Brainstorm um, reveals... Uh, Lotus Cobra, another Oracle. And sitting on the top of the deck is uh, Colony Garden. So Jace is still sitting at three, being ignored by the red player. Two land put on top, and uh, on top of top is Colony Garden. So all this dust is under the colony garden, creating a plant and putting all this dust on top of the library. So, so 
And so just clarifying that each card, as it comes on and off the top of the library with the uh, brainstorm ability, is revealed. So, you know, they are all shown and allowing, uh, allowing folks to actually see what's going on. Uh, Mr. Rainforest was sacked, and now uh, Jason's down to eight um, versus 19 with a mono red for Joey. Okay. So uh, pondering is going on. Top three were picked up, and it looks like left in order. And uh, so Helmar Depths uh, put into his hand, and Time Warp is on the top of the deck. So Burst Lightning, uh, Lightning Bolt, and and Hell's Thunder to uh, take it down. So first game goes to red. So Mono Red versus uh, Turbo Land is uh, resolving mulligans now for game two. You've got uh, coverage reporter Bill Stark uh, taking pictures of the competitors as they play. They're both keeping. So Turbo Land leads with uh, Island. So, uh, Mono Red is starting off with Arid Mesa, and I imagine he's putting out a mountain. So, and there we go. See if there's any other plays after that. Once again, Goblin Guy to lead off for the red player, and uh, it's down. Uh, Light totals are 19, 18 on 19, 17, because a Misty Rainforest is cracked. You can get a forest uh, by Turbo Land. Triple Land contemplating his second turn play. So Triple Land narcolepsies the uh, Goblin Guide. And that's his turn to play. Um, then uh, Red's got a land. Comes into play tapped. It doesn't look like the uh, tap land, so um, probably the no blocker land. And uh, he looks like he has uh, is contemplating. So there's your hot new tech for against Mono Red. The top core competitors have just uh, received their top eight pins for the start. Uh, pretty sweet looking, actually. Nice uh, StarCityGames.com logo on it with top eight competitor on it. So. Uh, on turn three here, no land drop by Turbo Land, but Lotus Cobra comes out. So, looking to see what what Red's doing. Red has another mountain and is playing a burn spell on the Lotus Cobra. So, no Lotus Cobra for Turbo Land, but he does have rampant growth this turn. So, the burn spell was Forked Bolt, which. Uh, you know, is unfortunate for Jund or uh, for uh, Turboland. It puts him down to 16 as well. So he took a damage from it. Health Slender comes out and uh, brings him down to 10 because it got uh, pumped up by uh, Teetering Peaks. Uh, Turboland has tapped two land two cars and uh, found an island with uh, rampant growth and. Uh, is shuffling still and uh, okay, I pass the turn back to Mono Red who came back and uh, unearthed the Hellspark Elemental bringing uh, Turbo Land down to 6 that was actually Hell's Thunder that knocked him down to 6 4 points not 3 there and uh, now Turbo Land has gone ahead and Time warped, taking an extra turn, and uh, looks like pondered there as well. Time warping again, and uh, now taking his third turn in a row. Let's see what they what is uh, coming off the top to do here. So tapping two mana to explore, drawing his card. 
and playing Oracle of Moldai. Revealing a top card of the library looks like a second Oracle of Moldai. So, Monored untaps, and it looks like he is oh, another Hell's Thunder for four, and then uh, Fort Bolton takes it down. So, Joey takes that one down again, uh, burning out. So the finals is going to be Mono Red versus Jund. I'm going to play CG and fling it at itself. An hour and a half, right? An hour and a half. Yeah, but you're not here, so I'm not here. I'm sitting here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we can beat the timer for the for the semifinals. Yeah, it's hammer time. And bonus points if you do. A sweet trophy. The five points, which definitely well, it definitely matters for me because like I made three points off of two bodies, so. Oh, like rating points. Yeah, sure. Well, not rating points. At open. Oh, you get five. Yeah. If you have thirty points, like we're playing for something. So the finals move is definitely what you would call jovial. A lot of uh, crowd heckling. So. Uh, all uh, All good. So. And competitors have double checked their sideboards, and we're rolling for first. Monred is five and is on the draw. <laughs> Obviously, not mine. It's Michael Plasby's. So, finals are starting to resolve mulligans now. Red deck mulligans. So red mulligan six. What? Dragon skull. Dragon skull and then mountain from red. Chund is fetching. And what is he fetching? He is fetching a forest. Shuffling is commencing. Future Bleach, uh, John, and then Aramesa uh, fetching up a mountain for Mono Red. And uh, Future Reach has definitely not attacked it as Mono Red is still shuffling. We'll see what play comes up off of that. So. My red <coughs> is pondering his move. Hell Spark Elemental comes down and swings in. So Peter Leach goes ahead and uh, blocks and is pumped, so it survives. And uh, goes ahead and Injures his owner for two. Leech comes in. And Leech is not pumped. Back to red. And what comes down but an unearthed Hellspark element. So, gets in and as it's attacking it is terminated. So, Hellspark is removed from the game and it's back to Jones. So Manland and Leech come through and bring the Marad down to ten. Marad ponders. What his next move is. And Jund is tapped out. So Leech now cannot block due to land coming to play. And Health Spark Elemental comes through for three. And in a turn goes to the graveyard. Chun picks up his card, lays a swamp, and attacks with Luch, which knocks down to 11. And then plays Siege Gang Commander. So, Siege Gang Commander is lightning bolted. And. 
On his turn, my red draws for the turn and is now uh, taking a look at his next move. So, here we go. Waiting on the play. So, Monterey is at 14 and. Uh, and then, uh, so it's 9 to 14. Well, by the time you get to the finals at 11 o'clock, uh, the hall is pretty empty. Yeah, probably no more than 20 people here. You got your GG's live crew off in the background. You kind of hear mumbling off in the background from them. And uh, you know, a bunch of people crowd around the table watching what's going on. You've got Bill Stark typing into the uh, laptop as to the plays that are going on. You can read his event coverage at StarCityGames.com. And you've got the two competitors who are, you know, they're talking pretty business-like about their, their game. So, oh, definitely both more serious than they had been in the pre-game banter. And Blightning resolves against uh, Monored. Who has no... has... Oh, it's on the stack. And uh, he has one mountain untapped. So we will see what's going on. He's definitely doing some calculations here, trying to figure out, you know, what the play is for the win. And he bolts the uh, bolts the player. And uh, that's... It was Jund's turn. Let's see what uh, else Jund is doing. Definitely towards the end of game one here. So Jund is at five life, and Monored has a health spark, two health spark elementals, and a health thunder in the graveyard. So I mean, it looks like you know Jund's trying to figure out whether or not there is a way he can block to uh, survive the next go round. So that's what we're kind of waiting on, and he's tanking and trying to figure out what to do. So land comes into play, and Putrid Leech cannot block, and that was off the top. Unearths two health spark elementals. And it looks like there's one goblin token that is left to block, and the two cards in his hand were not removal to take care of it, so first game is taken down by Mono Red. So the head judge asked to count sideboards after they're done sideboarding before they present to just kind of smooth out, make sure they aren't getting a uh, game loss for something silly that could have been prevented. You know, he wants to see the finals play out, and uh, that's what they've been looking to do at each turn here. So John in game two is mulling, and we'll see how far it goes. Wisdom from Bill Stark would be that... Uh, Comparing, uh, you know, smoking is like uh, having a no land hand and saying, ah, I'll get there. It's just a, a bad idea. So, there you go, kids. Don't smoke wisdom from Bill Stark. So, Mulligan 2 6 for Jund. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's playing in the red green man line, I think, comes in there. So now the black red one. Uh, Mono red leads mountain and uh, is really joking about uh, it. Nope, we're just crazy. It's 11. Make a crazy face. And. What are we doing here? Oh, so Joey puts out a uh, a sack land, and uh, it is uh, not. Hold on, it's gonna go get a mountain. The question is when. Uh, not yet. No. So John responds with Thrinix. and 
And now we're getting a mountain. Surprise, surprise. The stream glaze takes out the Thrinex, oh and God, now we have three tokens. Top eight competitor using uh, MC Hammer tokens for uh, his uh, his tokens, and one one of them uh, go ahead and uh, didn't uh, can't block, and now Goblin Guide is coming in. Tree resolves, blood braids on top. And uh, what is the action from here? Guy gets in there, and uh, we're now 15 19 on life totals with red deck wins up. There's still three sapling tokens on the gen side. Revealed. Bloodraid went to his hand, and now the uh, Verdant Catacombs is fetching out a swamp. So, plays Birdwaid, and uh, it pulls the called Thrinex. I am deathly afraid of Swolder Inspires. Just gonna cry. <laughs> Deathly afraid of smoldering spires. Lovely. So, Jen deciding what's attacking. Sent in two saplings and blood braid. And, and uh, blood braid gets burst lightning. Red deck is now at 17. Plays Mountain. Yes. Plays Hell's Thunder. Hell's Thunder does four in the air. And Jund is at 10. Hell's Thunder goes to the yard at the end of turn. And draws, flips some cards, and uh, is evaluating the plays. In play, he has Thrinax and three Sapperling tokens from the first Thrinax. Flip, 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 flip. So, what do we got going on? He is sending in. Or contemplating sending in. And contemplating some more. Goblin Guide barks Thernex and uh, three saplings come on through. And. We have uh, Nest Invader. Bringing uh, yeah, out Rosie. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, at end of turn, Bolt, the gen player, goes to seven. We're untapping and drawing. And what is the next play here? Red deck plays Hell's Thunder. And it is terminated. <coughs> and passes a turn with one red mana up. Two cards in hand. And untaps, draws. And is still at seven. and is attacking with three saplings, a Thrinax, and a Nest Invader.
John Blair has two cards in hand. Five lands in play, untapped. <coughs> and is looking like eight points of damage here. Red taking his time, thinking it over. Seven plays a six now with uh, Siege Gang Commander coming in with one mana untapped. Passes the turn back to Red Player. Red is evaluating options at the end of Jun's turn. No cards in hand for Jun. Taps his mountain and plays Burst Lightning, bringing Jun down to five. <coughs> Untaps with. Let's see it. So. Oh, that doesn't do it. Yeah, it doesn't do it. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, that's four damage. Like, alright. And only has four damage to kill him. <laughs> so, five apparently is not four, and Red Deck does not win this time. <laughs> John DeMulligan again, and Snap Keep from Mono Red. Mono Red leads with uh, <laughs> with Mountain Goblin Guide. John comes in red green tapland. Teetering Peaks on Goblin Guide. It's like you have another Goblin Guide. Bring, <laughs> bringing down uh, and revealing a land. And, uh, bringing him down to fourteen. So. So Nest Invader from Jund off of a mountain. Or rather, a, uh, a swamp in the insane land. And then uh, Mon Red brings down the uh, Arid Mesa. Take it for a minute. And uh, String Blazes the Nest Invader. And uh, attacks with Gallon Guide, revealing Swamp goes into the hand. And dealing two. Uh, bringing down to 12. So 20 to 12 is the life totals. So at end of turn, we have uh, Sack Mountain. Burst Lightning on the uh, uh, Drazi token. And then uh, the token was sacked to Doomblade, the uh, Goblin Guide. And uh, next was Ball Lightning with Teetering Peaks. Coming through for eight. Uh, decision to block upcoming. Leech jumps in the way. And Jund goes to. Goes to three. So, three is the. Life total for Jund, and it's passed back to Jund. Jund has three lands in play, two swamps, and a red green land. So, a bunch of cards in hand. My red has two cards in hand. No land untapped. So, Peter Leech comes into play. And plays a red green land. So, red pulling off the top. And looking to see what it is. And yeah, he's got. <laughs> and Mono Red takes it down. So Joey is the Star City Games Open, uh, dot com Open Standard St. Louis champion. Uh, so, way to go.